You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hello, and welcome to episode 281 of the Soul Forge podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the show. I'm your host, Sean, and I've got a fun episode for you today. At least I think it's going to be fun. haven't recorded it yet, so I can't really say how it's going to be. I expect it to be fun, but let's see what the reality is. And there we go. That's the topic right there. How is that for a transition? We're going to talk about expectations versus reality and what per se, per chance, Pray tell. I don't know what I'm looking for for word-wise there. But what brought this topic on? Good question. I'm glad you asked. Well, the other day, Trish, who is my ex-fiancé and also the mother of my child, texted me a picture and said, is this Bridget's car? Now, who's Bridget? She was the woman I married after Trish and I broke up. So she says, is this Bridget's car? And I said, I have no clue what she drives now. And she said, I think it might be. And I said, maybe. And then she asked, she dyed her hair pitch black? And I said, I know nothing about her. And then she said, LOL, weird how that works, eh? And I said, very, but I'm okay with that. So that's uh, that's how that pretty much ended up. It got me thinking. I had expected to marry Trish. We were together for nine years, engaged for about five of that. Uh, however, She was married to somebody else the entire time. Uh, She hadn't been with the guy in probably, I don't know, 15 years or so when we got together, but they just never got divorced. Uh, But I expected we'd get married. We didn't. We broke up. I married Bridget. I assumed, I expected that we would be together for the rest of our lives because when it came to marriage, I was of the opinion, one and done. I thought she was as well. Reality was, no, she wasn't ready for the glory that was Sean, and she ended up marrying Mark. Actually, she married him last year on my birthday, so that was fun, because randomly I'll get Facebook memories with her on there, because she's been a big part of my life a long time back in the day, and last September I noticed that her last name had changed. I'm like, well, that's kind of strange. So I looked at it and sure enough, she had gotten married on my birthday to the guy that she broke up our marriage for. And also she broke up his marriage to his wife of 25 years. So yeah, that was not expected, but that was the reality. So enough about that sad story. If you want to hear more about the Bridget escapades and episode, uh, that's uh, episode 68 of the podcast. But that's not what this is about. This is just expectation versus reality in general. 
So expected to be married forever didn't happen. What were some other expectations that I had throughout my life? Well, let's talk about those. And I would love to hear anything that you guys and girls out there in podcast land expected to happen and then what the reality actually turned into. I remember I was about 18 years old and I was heading into university that uh, following fall and I thought, well, I'm going to be an English major. I should probably have some books because a well-educated person has a bunch of books. So I decided to start collecting books. Oh, and here comes Max the dog, click-clacking along. Hi, buddy. Are you here to talk about your expectations and reality on the podcast? No, you just expect pats on the head, eh? That's what you want. Yes. So anyway, back to the story. I started collecting books because I thought a well-curated library was the sign of an intelligent mind. And I'm sure it is. Uh, One thing I did not expect, the reality of the heaviness of these books and how often I would be moving throughout my entire life. So I started collecting books, started reading books, various kinds, mostly uh, fiction books, but there were biographies and histories and all that kind of stuff. And turns out nobody really gives a shit about what's on your bookshelf. Most people don't even care if you have a bookshelf. And, and I didn't uh, collect them in order to be impressive or anything, but I wanted to feel intelligent and well-educated and, I guess, highfalutin. I don't even know what I really expected at 18 years old, but it turns out none of that happened. Then I went to university. I went to become an English major because in high school, I didn't know what to do with myself. And my mother said, well, you're good in English. Why don't you get an English degree? Because the expectation was back in the uh, mid-90s that after high school, you go to university. And all the schools and everything that I was uh, bombarded by and surrounded with drilled it into our heads. University, university, university. Had I thought about it a little bit, I probably would have gone to college and actually got a skill. But I went to university expecting to get a great job when I graduated. Halfway through university, I realized I wasn't actually learning anything useful for the real world. Uh, So after I graduated, where did I end up? I ended up working at a coffee shop because that's all I could get until they fired me because I wasn't a team player. And why wasn't I a team player? Because I was not happy that all I could get was a job at Tim Hortons because... I had education. I had books. I should be a highfalutin, high-finance kind of guy. Expectations? Reality? Did not mesh. A few years later, what happened? Well, I was turning 25, and I was working at a convenience store. Max, or Mike's Milk, or whatever you want to call it. Mike's, Max, Beckers, and Winks was the chain, and now it's Circle K here in Canada. But... Regardless of what uh, the particular store was called, uh, I was 24 on the cusp of 25, and I was really feeling the quarter-life crisis. So I asked my manager, I said, listen, I am going to be 25 in a few weeks. I can't be making minimum wage, which at that time was about $6.85 an hour. I I said, I can't be making minimum wage at the age of 25. Because, you know, of course, I thought 25 was a huge milestone. Little did I know that, of course, no, I was still just a baby. 
So I asked her for a raise. Just give me a penny. I, I don't even care. I just can't make minimum wage. So sure enough, she did give me a raise and she blew out my expectations. It wasn't a lot, but it was 15 cents extra. So I was making $7 an hour and that was awesome. I didn't expect it and the reality was great. Although thinking back, seven bucks an hour now is, is pretty much nothing because I think minimum wage is like $15 an hour. But that was in the year, let me think, 2001. So that's 22 years ago. So that was cool, but I was still working at a convenience store. So that wasn't great. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. So 25, quarter life crisis, moving into adulthood. Adulthood, that is another thing that expectation versus reality does not match and does not measure up. And right after this promo for another podcast right here on the ESO Network, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. You know what's amazing? Walking into your favorite bar or coffee shop and running into an author you absolutely love. Or bumping into an author you've never heard of before, but find your new favorite book. That's what we do on Drinking With Authors. You get to hear all the stories of what made the author's stories great and how they got there on their journey. So grab a drink and join us on Drinking With Authors. All right, I bet you didn't expect that to be the promo, did you? Well, the reality is that was the promo. I hope you go check them out. They are awesome, I'm assuming. So, adulthood. Let's talk about that. What's that all about? Well, when I was in my teens and 20s, I thought people in their 40s and 50s had it all figured out. Well, guess what? Now I'm 46 years old, and I still feel like I'm in my 20s and 30s sometimes. Do I have it all figured out? I certainly don't. And as I've come to talk to more and more people of all various ages, nobody has it figured out. Just like Alanis Morissette used to sing. I haven't got it quite figured out just yet. And nobody ever does. Some of us pretend, some of us have more knowledge than others, but for the most part, we're all just winging it. The reality is, we're all just doing our best, or at least I hope so. And the expectation when you're younger is that once you become a certain age, then you'll have your life sorted out, figured out, all that stuff. You'll, you'll know what's going on, you'll have the secrets to the universe, and you'll be so happy. Turns out, that is not even remotely true. Let's talk about uh, working at the post office. Uh, next month, I'll have been with the post office for 16 years. How did that come about? Well, I was just about to turn 30. And so I was like, mm, I've been working at this call center for five years. Because after Mike Smart, after the convenience store, uh, I went to the call center and I was a phone jockey. And... I didn't like that job at all, but anyway, I was turning 30 and I couldn't do it anymore, so I applied to a bunch of places just to get the heck out of there. I applied to the post office in April, and I uh, no, no, August. I, I applied to the post office in August, and I turned 30 in September. Didn't hear anything from the post office, but in that September, I heard from Home Depot, which was first opening itself up there in Timmins, Ontario, where I was living. I was supposed to be the delivery coordinator. And that sounded like a fancy job title where I was just on the phones, scheduling things, talking to customers, organizing everything. That was my expectation. The reality, however, 
was that it was the shittiest job I ever had. Uh, I was the grunt man. I was sent all over the store picking orders, putting them together, not really talking to any customers because the people who actually put the orders together scheduled the deliveries. Uh, I thought I would be in charge of a bunch of order pickers, but it didn't work out that way. And basically it was a horrible job. I was treated like crap. I'd actually taken a pay cut to work there because I think at uh, at the time, let's see, if I can remember correctly, I was making $12.50 at Home Depot and I had been making $13.05 at the call center. I was the highest paid phone jockey there because I had transferred from North Bay up to Timmins. Just the way it all worked out. I had number one seniority for shift picking and all that stuff but I wasn't getting any more raises because it had tapped out. So I went to Home Depot. That was awful. Eight months later, I got a call from the post office for an interview. It was April by that time. So eight months had passed since I had applied. I had applied because I wanted to be the guy behind the counter selling stamps and taking people's parcels. And I thought that would be a great job because, you know, I... Uh, I always used to sell things in the neighborhood. Uh, I always wanted to own up a, a little store, be a proprietor of some kind. So I thought, yeah, working behind a counter would be cool. So had the interview, had some training, and it turns out you have to be old and broken to be the guy behind the counter. No, no, they hired me to be a letter carrier, which I had never thought I would do. So I expected to get hired as a counter jockey and... I was a male jockey instead, out there in all the elements, the minus 40, the plus 40, the rain, the wind, the sun, you name it, I was out there. Uh, I'm still out there shucking the mail from place to place. Expe expectations of a cushy job behind the counter, reality, out in the elements at all times. <sighs> and 16 years later, here I am still doing it. But guess what? I'm not doing it in Timmins anymore. I'm doing it in Sault Ste. Marie. And how did that come about? Well, I was born and raised here. But uh, after, uh, after high school, I went to North Bay for my university degree. And then I met a girl and we moved up to Timmins. And I lived there for 19 years. And it's been 11 months since I've moved back to the Sioux. And why did I move back home? Because I got depressed. Because I was in a relationship with a lady that I thought I was going to marry but it was an awful relationship and it sunk me into a depression that I never expected to feel. And spur of the moment, on a whim, I decided I'm going to put my transfer in to move back to the Sioux. I never thought I would move back to the Sioux. Never, ever, ever. I thought I would retire in Timmins. I might even die there, uh, live there for the rest of my days because I didn't see any way of upending my entire life and moving back home. However, depression can do funny things to your mind I put the request in, the transfer came in a month later, a month after that, I was back here in Sault Ste. Marie. I didn't know what to expect. I had no expectations. I didn't know what the reality of being back in the Sioux would be. And it's fantastic. And I've never been this happy. They say you can't move home again. But guess what? You friggin' can because I did it and it's awesome. So that's all I've got here on my list of reality versus uh, or expectations versus reality from my own life. I know there's a few more examples here and there, but do I really need to go on and on about it? Probably not. Uh, I've been doing this podcast since 2017. 
If you've been listening since that long, you know most of the stories, and I'm sure I've forgotten half of them. But anyway, the point is that you might expect one thing, but you're going to get something else. Takeaway is just live your life as best you can. Take the bumps, take the bruises, take the good, take the bad. Take them all, and there you have the facts of life. Oh, sorry I did that. But anyway, that, that's, uh, that's basically what's been on my mind this week. I didn't know uh, what kind of topic I was going to have, but the reality is that I've actually got something to say this week. I didn't have to do much research, just had to write down a few uh, bullet points from my life about things that I thought were going to happen and how they actually turned out. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you'll share it with your friends and your family and your enemies and anybody who you think can listen to this. Uh, We're on the ESO network. You can find me on YouTube under Sean Vanderloo or Rusted Robot Toys. I've been collecting Hot Wheels, as you know, from last week's episode, and I've got a few mini videos up there on the YouTube channel if you'd like to check those out. But until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. And remember, like my grandfather used to say, Make plans, but don't plan the outcome. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Soul Forge podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated, and we hope you'll tune in again next time. Remember that you can visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links. And don't forget to share the show with everyone you know. The Soul Forge podcast is your best source for living your best life. Think about it. take the bad you take them both and there you have the facts of life the facts of life there's a time you gotta go and show you grow and now you know about the facts of life the facts of life has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.